Hello and welcome to another edition of Keystone Copycats with Chris and Zach. I, of course, am your host, Zach, and he, of course, is your other host. Fancy Chris. Fancy Chris? Yep, I got my fancy shirt on, the one you can see my nipples through. It's just a black t-shirt. How fancy is it? It's tight. So anyone that's sick, that knows style, knows that you wear shit tight. That's fancy. Yeah, yeah, that's why all fat people, such as myself, are very fancy. That's how I've described them all these years. Yeah. You're like, oh, my fancy friend. Fancy fatties. He's a real tubbo. <laughs> I've never said tubbo. A little back. <laughs> I say it a lot. <laughs> a little backstory on Zach's wedding day was so good. He, he was putting on his clothes like, what are you, like, what are you wearing? He goes, he's like, no, I'm wearing a couple shirts. I was like, why are you guys? So I look like such a tubbo. <laughs> no, I bought this like. That's how he said it was tubbo. <laughs> I bought this, I bought this like compression shirt to like wear under my like nice dress shirt. Uh, cause I'm a tubbo, but like also it's called I, a boidle. I, no, it is not. Yeah. It's from Bob's burgers. No, I don't Never think it's a real thing. I don't think it's a real thing. Teddy, Teddy bought one though. No one's wearing hot. It. Um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I lost like 40 pounds leading up to my wedding and the, the sole re well, I gained it all back and probably more Me too. anyways. Um, so the sole reason was because like, I kept telling people, I don't want to look like the penguin up there. <laughs> like you I did. can't you do looked, it. You looked good. You looked good. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I looked good. It was that blue suit of yours. You looked like you were going to beat me up in the parking lot. <laughs> That's because I had my bald head. I know. It was and and I had terrifying. yeah. I had another fifteen pounds onto my my chubbiness that I have now. He was jacked on um, fat. So, hey there, buddy. Hey, look so doing? good. <laughs> I didn't look so good then. Um, I'm not too bad. I uh, I have something to talk about, but I guess I can't talk about it. And I got something else to talk about. I don't know if I can talk about that. What do you got? Cool. Well, one of it, it, I realize I missed my fucking appointment today. The thing you told me not to do about the therapist. <laughs> what <do> you <laughs> You're a jackass. No, I'm pretty good about it. Um, I mean, we might as well talk about it now. I was <laughs> basically to fuck up my friend who's going to a therapist. I like did, uh, He was talking shit on the phone, so I was trying to figure out a way to get him back. So I was going to follow him to his therapist appointment, figure out what therapist he had, and then make an appointment and then just talk about how we were secret lovers and he wouldn't, you know... Love me back. Basically, just <laughs> sabotage his actual life yeah, until like, Zach said, "Hey, that's not a good idea." So yeah. So what I said was maybe instead of making a fake therapy appointment, you should make a real one for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's not getting him back though. For no, that it's, sassy it's talk. getting yourself back. It's getting my self assistance. That's right, and that's Dang. what you need. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm, I'm reluctant. Yeah. How you, how you doing? I'm doing. What did you do today? Not good. Why? Yeah. Did, you didn't get some kind of procedure yesterday. Yesterday, I got my second COVID shot, and I am. My Brag. arm was very sure. Sure. Oof. It was sure. It was surely sure. It was Dinah Shore. Um, that's like a seventy-year-old reference. Okay. Um, no, I uh, I got my second COVID shot yesterday. My arm was sore, um, and that's. I mean, that's most of what it was. But like towards the end of the day today, I started feeling like. Oh, like real rundown. So I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but, you know, aside from that. How's your mustache feeling, though? Oh, it's glorious. You hear it? Growing it out. Does it ever get stuck on the mic? Because mine does now. Because mine's wide. We have about the same length mustache. No, I don't get that close to the mic. Oh, I'm, I'm right up on it. So when I, like, legit, like, when I sing, I, like, my mouth is on the microphone. And I'm, like, just spit everywhere. But, like. You know, oh, when I'm gross. talking, I like to I like to keep a little further back, give it a little more uh, room presence on my voice. Okay, that's my. Why did you tell us technique. about the spit? Uh, because it's part of it, you know. Hey, some people's you're part weirdo of po- podcast fetishes. This is the second time you've made <laughs> that joke to me in the past like two days. Might have been twice today. It's just one of those things. It's it's like uh, you don't have any control it's a over. Joke. It's like when someone says. Um, my wife, and you have to go, my wife. My wife. <laughs> it's just, it's a rule. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> Legally required It's not, to. it's nothing about what you want to do. No. Or if it's no. classy or well-timed. Or you just got to so do good. it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I was thinking. We're slaves to the, um, slaves to the, um, you know. I don't know how you're going to end this. You know. And I am probably going to gonna cut it. To the wage. You get it? Because that rhymes. No, I quit my job, remember? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, w- do we watch some stuff this week? Uh, we did, and actually, this is another, uh, obviously, like we told you last week. Say bonus. Say like that. It's a b- 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 bonus. 
Oh, we're DJs uh, Was that now. good? <laughs> so don't say we're DJs. Right. I'll start getting on the, on, on the sound jobs. <laughs> I'll start doing the, the sound pads. Um, this is the, the, the final bonus. Yeah, this is the last bonus uh, bonus episode. And at the end of this one, we're going to tell you Bonus-ode. what we're doing for season two. Are you stoked? I could be. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm really stoked. What are I we doing, I was really, Zach? like, talking to the audience and not oh, you, fuck. the person who's, like, my podcast partner and Don't, knows what we're doing. You looked me in the eye. I got confused. This is, like, dog mentality. Look, when we're here, that you are my, like, representative to the audience. Here, I'll look over here. No, the got, audience isn't paying attention now. No, I told them. looking away. Oh, I already, no. I already thought, they're always listening to me, you stupid Man, idiot. we suck. <laughs> stupid face. Anywho. Uh, oh, you handsome so, face. So our, uh, our other two... Between season bonus episodes, we did something a little different. We had guests on, and we had them determine which uh, of a parallel thought movie was better. We hey. argued. We each argued aside. Um, since you know. they got since they got to judge us, can we have the audience judge them? Like which one was the better judge? Can I can I ask you guys to write in and tell and tell us which one you liked more? Yeah, keystonecopycats at gmail Send us an email. Tell us who you liked more. Um, I'm not going to read them. Or you can send us a picture on uh, Instagram. Of yourself? At um, Instagram slash whatever the address is. At Keystone Copycats on Instagram. Yeah, just go right there. Why are giving out all the plugs at the top of the show? You just go there. I'm telling you, you just drop an image. You know, you can do it. (laughs) Feel free. (laughs) Zach, how did you feel about the first movie that we haven't introduced yet? So the movies that we're doing for this week, uh, I didn't need to introduce them because they listened to last week's episode, obviously, so they know what it is. It's The Illusionist and The Prestige, both from 2006. Hooray. Uh, the first movie, let's talk about well, Let's talk about The Illusionist first. Well, we're switching it up. We don't got a judge. We don't, we don't, don't have a, a judge. Um, and it will become clear, but the reason that we don't have a judge is that neither one of us wanted to argue for one of these movies because... Yes, Prestige is better. Well, were you getting to something? I said it would become clear, like, throughout the yeah, episode, it did. It but did. not, like, immediately following, like, you s- just spoiling it. Listen, there was I no way like I was going to so get through. In my mouth. There was, oh, well, you must be singing. There, <laughs> oh, no, it's because you're not singing and, it's, and, it is. and ejecting it. No, it's because there's no way I'm going to talk about either one of these movies without just going on and on about <laughs> how much I love The Prestige, because it's 100% my top five. Top okay. five of all time. Same. Favorite uh, movies. And, okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's something that I will say right off the bat, is that if The Prestige didn't exist, The Illusionist would be a great movie. Yeah. Now, I I backed to that until I watched it again, because this is only the second time I've seen it. I, yeah. I, saw, I saw it after, like, a year after it came out, like, when I was still having rent movies from, like, the library. Like, when I, I would just DVD go in and be like, what's I bought the... from Blockbuster. Like, I was like, what's the library recommend this week? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's how old we are. They're like, how about a movie about magician? Mm-hmm. So I watched it. I'm like, oh, no, this is a great movie. And then you introduced me to The Prestige yeah. way later than that, so, and I loved that. Uh, uh, the story behind The Prestige is we went to see uh, Inception in the theater. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was 2011. And um, we're watching it. It's great. We loved it because we love Christopher Nolan. We get out of the movie, and you're going on about how great it is. And I said, oh, yeah, it's it's really great, you know, but it's, you know, it's not the prestige. And you're like, what's the prestige? And I was like, oh, dude. So we lived together at the time. We went back home. We watched the prestige. Your head exploded all over my room. I had to clean it up. Um, then, like two hours later, you came back upstairs and like, "Hey, can I borrow that movie? I want to watch it again." Yeah, and then you watched I, it again immediately. Then I watched it in the basement. And is is there was were you joking around when you said there's a tagline that says you'll want to watch it again? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I was looking at the DVD cover and it said that, and I was like, "Did you write this?" <laughs> yeah, I went back in time with my time loop knowledge. I did. Um, when it when the Prestige came out. Um, one of our friends, uh, actually, you and I were on a road trip going up to Pennsylvania to see a band uh, do a CD release show, which was a lot of fun. Like, doesn't sound like me. You just tagged along. Oh, I slept in the back. Yeah, That's right. I cannot talk. We tried to listen to that Chuck Palahniuk book that was bad. Oh, Haunted? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got a text about this movie. This is my first impression of this movie, and I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it for a couple years still. But <laughs> basically, the text said... If you see one movie this year, make it the prestige. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And you and should. Honestly, uh, they were right. But going back to the illusionist, um it just didn't hold up as well as I 
recall. Um, and maybe that's because I've watched Prestige at least 50. I think I've seen it at least 50 times. So that might be an, an undercall. But well, really, okay. So I have I've got a lot of I've got a lot of notes about parallels between the two movies. And oh, I didn't do any parallels. It's all parallels. That's like all all the notes I have is like yeah, parallels. I mean, Edward Norton and you know he was the yeah Hulk, he's in both the movies and Christian Bale was like Batman like once or twice or something. So like they were like superheroes, I guess that's parallel. That has is that what you're getting at? No. Oh yeah, I know what you're getting at because Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. Oh, I get it. You got there. Finally. They're all and Scarlett Johansson. You got there. She was. Oh, get it. Jessica Biel wasn't shit. Now she might have been. Was she in Daredevil? Um. Oh no, she was in um was Seventh she? Heaven. <laughs> yeah, she That's was what you the, were thinking of. She was the bad sister. Was she? I, I don't Ashley know. Simpson was the I bad didn't, sister. I didn't really watch that. Show. I don't know. Didn't the dad on Seventh Heaven turn out to be a pedophile? I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were talking about kids. comic book superheroes. I mean, I don't know if it like, was he being the pe- a pervert is a superpower. Like, if you do it right, we have I mean, different views. Wink. No. <laughs> All right. So the, well, let's if get, you let's if, get into if you're interested loop. in being my new co-host, just email. I am. Don't copycats at gmail. Look me in the eye when you say shit like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna do the uh, the synopsis because these ones oh, are yeah, easy. Give us the synopsis. Actually, the illusionist. Um, a magician uses his abilities to secure the uh, secure the love of his life. Um, about a woman. Oh fuck! I didn't even write this right. You didn't write. This. I messed this up. Hang on. Can we do another one? I guess. I mean, I got. I got to read it. the same thing. So I'm hoping to God I do it. I do it better. I'm than not gonna one. cut it. A magician uses his abilities to secure the love of a woman. Far above his social standing. That's oh, that's right. Is. Yeah, that's what I, it I had was. read that, and I thought that's the synopsis yeah, for this weird. movie. That's what I and I chose. It's IMDb too. I'm like, IMDb I don't. IMDb has some weird synopses. Yeah, I thought I was reading it wrong and realized nope, it's just odd. Yeah, it's just so strange. It's, it's 19th century uh, Vienna, and uh, Edward Norton is well, he's actually kick ass apparently when the, uh, for the flashbacks. He's oh, the, is it really? Yeah, the, did you not recognize him? No, it's the dude. It's the actor that plays Kickass that got ripped for Godzilla. He we just a lot of weed. Yeah, we just talked about him. No, he got jacked off. He didn't. <laughs> wow, and then he got busted. Yeah, well, in, in Kickass, he got jacked off. So <laughs> I don't remember that part. So, anyway, um, you know, Kickass so is he, actually would be a good uh, would be a good movie for our next between seasons. Okay, because there was another one that came out around the same time, and it okay. was called. Super, I think it had uh, Dwight Schrute in it. Yeah, I remember. Rain Wilson. It. I remember seeing it. It's not very good. I was trying to. I don't think it was that bad. I can't remember. But anyway, fucking, we're talking about a movie, dude. Yeah, Kick Ass. I don't know. So Kick Ass stars Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> so wait, that's Kick Ass. So fucking, too. it it opens up and Edward Norton is his character is friends with uh, what? Was she a duchess? Is that is that who Jessica Duchess Biel's character von is? Teschen. And I, I made the joke yeah, to yeah. my wife. About uh, uh, Duchess von Tuchin? No, I didn't make that. That's, that's not a funny that's joke. Far that's far more clever than what I said. Oh, go. Because I, <laughs> I I didn't hear what they called her. It was like mumbled initially, and I asked if she was Duchess von Cheeseburger. That's, <laughs> that's way better than Tuchin. <laughs> That's what I would be. I was like, was her name Duchess von Cheeseburger? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, you why, took this too Why seriously. are you always doing an Ira Glass? Every episode you fucking do an Ira Glass <laughs> That's impression. That's what sounds like. That's not at all what Kristen sounds like. I've met yeah, her twice. No, this, is what, this is what she sounds like. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, they, they're like, their friendship is not even allowed, let alone the love they have for each other. So I don't really want to do the... The backstory thing. Let you do, you do it, and I'll uh, chime in. Because I'm super not interested the, the in open, that. The opening of this movie, I mean, he's 100%. Edward Norton's on stage, like adult, adult. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Eis, Eisen, Eisenheim. Eisenheim. And, and that's his given, his, his uh, stage name. Yeah. Eisenheim is up on stage, and he's got his hand out, and he's shaking. He's sitting on a And chair. you're like, oh, he's taking a shit. Like, there's no way. I know <laughs> I'm, I'm lowbrow. I remember thinking But it does seem so like cool. he's stressing to take a dump. Up so, on stage in front of all these people who were like, oh, gasping, like, what could happen next? If anybody thought that they were going to have him not take a dump on stage, listen to this podcast and having not seen these movies and understand them, you're not going to. I, I didn't understand what you just said. 
Were you trying to say spoiler? No, I was saying, like, you need to have watched this movie before you listen to this because you're not going to get it. Yeah, I think I, we've been over that. We, that's what, when we gave them the names of the movies we were going to do, that, that was the to-do list. That was a honey to-do list to our audience. Oh, fuck. And if you guys didn't do it, then we need to go to marriage counseling. Luckily, oh, I don't shit. have one recommended because I forgot to follow my friend and his oh, counselor fuck. today. So that's yeah. kind of a come around. She is around. Um, wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're just switching hats today uh, <laughs> as far as the juvenile one. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's the COVID shot. It's the 5G in my arm. Um, so uh, here's some – so like I told you, I made a lot of notes about parallels. Uh-huh. Um, so there is like the – Structurally, they tell both stories. Just give the, you know what? Give the, give the prestige uh, synopsis as well. Oh, I, I want to okay. two-hand these. I want to do them um, together. It's, I mean, it's pretty comparable. I think that one's even short. Let me flip. Yeah, the page. I think they're both short. Okay, it follows Angier and Borden, rival stage magicians in London at the end of the 19th century. And there's really not much more you does, can say for that. Does the synops? Does the synopsis actually start with it follows? <laughs> Um, I think that was the IMDb one, but it was mainly talking about it was, it was talking about Nolan and the backstory. Yeah. It, like it, it was. Oh, sure. It was telling about how um, it's a, a Christopher Priest uh, based off of Christopher Priest ninety five um, novel, nineteen ninety five oh, novel, and talk about Christopher Nolan and his brother who wrote the script for it. Uh, so anyway, it, it yeah, kind of and they write kinda, most of most of Christopher Nolan's movies. They I, write together. I did not know the that his ones. brother wrote with him. Yeah, the good ones are like him, and like um, I've heard. I haven't seen Tenet yet. Still. And yeah, I've heard I, I some bad either. things about the script for it, and it's apparently just a Nolan mm. script uh, or a Christopher well, Nolan script. I don't know. The, um, the, th- the simplicity with that one I get because it really is just two magicians fucking with each other. That's that's another way you could describe it is, this. for sure. Uh, um, other than that, it's, like, it's just a, um, a competitive nature. Now, it, it's obviously rooted much deeper when you find out the whole premise so, of, the, of the movie itself. But, yeah, it's basically two rival magicians. That sums it up. So both of these movies start... They do that. They do that movie trope where they start at, at, at towards the end, the end the towards the end, yeah, and then go back and retell it. Now, I would say on stage, but Prestige isn't really on stage. No, and pre- it's behind the scenes. Prestige does it better. Like honestly, oh, yeah. And and this is the Presti- thing. Prestige tells you if it, uh, Prestige starts off going, "Hey, we're taunting you right now." With you could figure out the fucking yeah. twist in this Are movie you watching right now. And they even say, "Are you watching closely?" They they're, they're so oh man. Such a but good but also that's a that's a thing that Christopher Nolan does. He comes back to it, and I think that's actually what got us talking about the Prestige is that um, he does it in Inception as well, where he's washed up on that beach, and the the older guy uh, Ken Watanabe, old like old man Ken Watanabe, and that's like the end of the movie. And it's like for each one of them, it's not like the opening shot is the closing shot, but it is this is the end of the movie and you'll understand it the second time you see it. The first yeah. time it's like a mystery and it like teases you. And then, you know, is it, is, I mean, so should we just spoil both movies now? Cause I feel like it's going to, yeah, it, it's going to sure. help definitely with the procedure. If we just tell the audience that, um, uh, so I'm just going to say the, the actor's name to make it easier. Yeah. Uh, so Hugh Jackman and Christian, Jack uh, uh, yeah, and Christian Bale have this rivalry and they're back and forth. Um, and what happens is there's this uh, Hugh Jackman's wife dies because of Christian Bale's slip up um, in, in a magic act. And so they start this rivalry back and forth like um, Hugh Jackman blows his fingers off in a, in a, in a, bullet, a, catch. a bullet catch thing. Gone wrong. And then Intentionally. Um, uh, Christian Bale comes out with this great trick and Hugh Jackman wants it and can't figure it out. So he sabotages him. And then Christian Bale retaliates and, like, sabotages his trick. It's just back and forth. But at the end of it, what you find out is the way Hugh Jackman's like, no, there's that, like there's some way I can't figure out his master trick. And what you find out is Christian Bale has a twin, and he's been secretly hiding him. So when he does the man in the box and then his brother comes out the other one, the that's actually man. the trick. And what's funny is the whole time the engineer, uh, the uh, cutter, the, engi- uh, the, the engineer, engineer. – um, is telling him, no, it's a double, it's a double. And Hugh Jackman's like, no, there's no possible way. So Hugh Jackman goes to Tesla, which is so fucking good, it's David Bowie, and he has him create an actual transportation device that anyone believes where he actually clones himself. It's it's such a good this movie. This is such a I feel like I'm butchering and, it, but it, it, well, it's... Well, because the thing about it is, like, that's a movie that if you haven't seen it, you should not hear this. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's yeah. so good. It's like The Usual Suspects or The Sixth Sense, so, where, like, the twist is... 
important so to the, it. So the twist at the end is that, yes, they both have identical beings be, to, to pull off this trick, and yeah. both are maddening because Christian Bale's double life leads to his wife killing herself and his mistress leaving him, so he's yeah. completely depressed, and uh, one of them gets hung for the murder of, of one of Hugh Jackman's clones. It's just fucking bonkers at What's, the end, but it's such a good mystery because yeah. it, it's it's funny because Christian Bale's brother he like serves as his engineer of uh, yeah, Alan. Yeah. He's in disguise, and once you find out, you're like, oh, that's clearly Christian that's Bale, yeah. in makeup. But they do such a good misdirect of where they just show the Fallon character, and it's almost like he looks bloated like, and pudgy. He looks he gross, does. but you don't yeah. recognize him. Yeah. Maybe it's just me because I wasn't looking for it the first time. No, I agree. Time. I agree. I think that's right. Um, but there's so there's so many is hidden the subtleties. Illusionist does a similar thing where they have the guy who's like the the coroner and he has this fake beard in an earlier scene. And when they when they sh- yeah they do this thing where they show like all the stuff. They're like, haha, see, you should have figured it out. You know but what? Like, the, you know what the illusionist it's bad is when it does that. It's it's like um, and I'm not and I and I didn't write down the director for the illusionist Neil Berger. Uh, it's like Berger caught. A glimpse of the script, like it's like yeah, they were at a, a party. <laughs> he, he saw he saw a glimpse of the script, like Nolan was scribbling down, and he like kind of looked over his shoulder and was like writing the cliff notes of what he saw, <laughs> and then like did a quick version of the I wonder, prestige. I wonder if like Ed Norton had like read both of those scripts and just picked the wrong one. You know, was he offered this? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I wonder. I don't. like. I wonder if those because you hear that kind of stuff. A lot like uh, Cop Out and the other yeah. guys. So, the thing I disliked about The Illusion is the second time. And I, the first time I watched that praise, I was like, no, it's a great movie. Because you hadn't seen The Prestige. <laughs> it's the end of this. I think they should have gone full-blown. It's magic. And the end, like when they when he does When the, it's not, then you're when, like, when, well, then how did he do it? Yeah, the orange tree reveal. Number one, the CGI is kind of crap. But like yeah, it, but it I doesn't, watched it on it, a DVD. It so doesn't it still look. Yeah, all right. it doesn't. It doesn't age well. So the trick where he like he does one trick on stage and it's early on, where he he, he grows like, an orange. He tree. cuts an orange in half, pulls a seed out, puts it in a pot, and then the and then the tree grows and actually has oranges on it by the end of it. Like it's a dwarf orange tree, and he throws it to the audience and they eat it. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, here's the secret to the orange tree. And it's all like a mechanical thing. You're like, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't sense. look right. You're like, no, yeah. that's clearly not what it was. Yeah. So you're like, why didn't they just go the full-blown magic? Because at the end, you find out um, he wasn't raising, he wasn't conjuring ghosts or, or, or spirits at the end. It was just one big. Uh, well, but was he or wasn't he? Well, Who no, were he all those other he, people? He wasn't. That, remember, because of the projector thing they show on the projector, like here's a a rough a way idea that of what, it could have worked, but that doesn't. So I I don't. Here's the thing: they should have went full blown. Oh, he is a real magician because in the beginning yeah. when they show he met this magician and there's lore behind it. Yeah. That would have been better if it was like, oh no, this magician taught him real magic or, or gave him some kind of spell so way, or charm or whatever. What's, what's really cool is that like. The, so the the illusionist does the thing where like you think he's the real deal and can actually do mm-hmm. the stuff, and then it turns out he can't. He's not. And the We're, prestige is you think it's all a trick and all this stuff, but it turns out that like Hugh Jackman goes to such lengths for his obsession that he it, it, actually it, does it and ends and up killing it, himself and, every night. Which yeah, is and it and, and 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 I'll say like it is a type of science that's not understood because Tesla yeah. invents it. Because Tesla yeah. invents it, so it's Which not magic. Cool. It's some kind of. It's the Batman quote. It's yeah. it's uh, magic is just science we don't understand. I love that quote. So uh, I, I made a note that like it makes a lot of sense that after doing Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan would do another movie about a man who is obsessed, like obsessively driven after he loses somebody. You know. Yeah, like Angier is Batman all over. He's he's this rich guy who's obsessed and has to like he's driven to that, this, these crazy ends and, that are not reasonable and, for any human. But like, you know, and there's so many twists in this. Like even just that uh, he's Lord Coldlow. Like he he yeah. hides. The funniest thing is, is is Christian Bale hides his his double identity the whole time. And at the end, so did Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was pretending to be American. He was a British lord. Or he was a lord. But he does the whole time. It. But he I does know, mention no, it that's, early on with the wife, which is thi- really great. Like he, I, I I changed my name so as not to embarrass my family with my ex- show business. Like exactly, it's crazy. misdirect. But you assume it's just they didn't want him to be a magician because it's kind of embarrassing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't think oh he's a fucking lord. But you, and he's but from you, you he's from he's London. Like, a rich guy and I, I don't know I guess like well one of the mysteries the whole time was how is he funding all this shit yeah yeah and it what it was like for a minute I I thought like oh you know he's 
he's this successful magician, so he's made his money and mm-hmm. he's smart with it or whatever. But then, like, you know, when he's funding Tesla, it's like, dude, this guy's he's loaded. Know, he's loaded. Yeah, because he travels by trains and has has all his luggage and whatnot, and, and has all of his fingers, unlike uh, Christian Bale, <laughs> Bale's, who isn't loaded. Uh, the, the multiple. <laughs> well, I, I like that too. That um, Christian Bale, like. Obviously, the twins come from poverty, so they're doing yeah. this like they want. They, they you know, one, one of them wants the family life, but they came from poverty. They did this because they realized they could make a, a good living off it, and that's what they want to do to avoid the workhouses. Yeah. Because that's where remember he references later that he came from yeah. the workhouse, whereas Hugh Jackman had everything he wanted, and that's the big. That climax at the end where he's and like, he, he's it was the these, look. It was the look on the audience faces. The whole reason he, the reason he's that Christian Bale, rich guy who's like, oh, I want to, I, I need to be loved and I need to be popular, well, but yeah, like but not it's, for this. It's interesting because Christian Bale goes, we did this all for like now we have nothing. We we this whole competition led to nothing, and Christian Bale just wanted to live a life where he was successful because he wanted to feed his family. Where yeah. Hugh Jackman had everything, but he still had the desire. You know, he says it's it was the look on their faces when you could trick them. Like the right, world, the yeah. world's really rigid and rough. But you, if you could trick him for one second, you got to see something all inspiring. It's really interesting how they come from two different platforms, but it's, still, but still cause their own demise. It's a very, um, it's a very interesting juxtaposition between those two characters and their motives, and how simple it is from the beginning, and how Michael Caine is right the whole time. He he tells. He tells Hugh Jackman every time he uses a double. It's a double. He uses a double. He does the trick the same way we do. He has a double. And uh-huh. and Hugh Jackman refuses to believe it because like and there's a really there's a really great um Oink, in- scene where where Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman go to see this uh early older test. Asian oh, yeah, yeah, magician yeah. and and what and and Hugh Jackman doesn't pick it up but Michael Caine says, I'll give you time on stage in front of this guy if you can tell me how he does this trick. And uh, Christian Bale sees it right away. He sees he's living, a double, he's living a double the life. act. He's living the act yes, that, he that, relates to it. The Asian guy isn't really feeble and old. He's pretending all the time. Like he's help, After the show, he's being helped out to his carriage, and he goes, look, this guy is, is decrepit. And Christian Bale's like, no, this is the act right here. Which he's is pretending, such a great scene. He's pretending, but also later on, when Scarlett Johansson goes to help him, and he spot, he goes, uh, she goes, I'm here to to tell you his tricks. He goes, Oh, you mean where he comes back in slightly more drunk? Because like he yeah. calls it because that's his. He how's already he, knows how to like do his, it. His bow, taking his bows under the stage, which yeah. is a great line. So Chris, once again, Christian Bale calls it because he's living that life. So he already identifies. He gets with it. it. He's he's so perceptive. He sees it all. He doesn't need someone to tell him Angier's tricks. He can figure those out on his own. Mm-hmm. But what Scarlett Johansson brings to him is she says. Yeah, you can tell me how he does his tricks, but I can tell you why yours aren't working when you're better than him. So can we switch gears a little bit? Talk about the illusionist a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't like those. I don't like those vignettes. I don't like. I, why? Here's the problem. Like you're I the really, problem. I really didn't like. I don't know. I felt like looking at the two movies, and this is like. I feel like I would have made the illusion. I feel. I, I imagine you holding the DVD cases up. <laughs> so no, but, like so, weighing them out. Like, hmm, so, hmm. but I feel like <laughs> I would have made the illusionist. I would go to all the stuff of doing like the color to make it look old and the vignettes and like all that stuff. That's like, oh, it's period, and try to do this and this. Yeah. And then I would see the illu- or the prestige, and I would be like, no, mine is all facade. Mine is all stuff. You know, it's all stuff that's like designed to remind you of this of thing time. and it's it's very like on the nose but like the prestige just does it it just lives are you in telling the world me you would have made itself. a shitty film 100 <laughs> percent. it's like so we did a we did a movie competition where um are you gonna bring got, up winter film of course i am uh but we we did this movie competition where we took basically second place and in the screening order as we were watching all the movies uh leading up to ours there was only one that i thought was like even close to ours yeah and then ours played. It was better than all the other ones. And there was one left after us. And it was definitely better than ours. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. the one. That beat us. Like, I thought we I had it in the bag until I saw that one. And that's how I feel about The Illusionist versus The Prestige. You, you see The Illusionist and you're like, this is so cool. It's got Paul Giamatti. It's got, it's, it's got this great cast. It's got a cool story. It has the thing with, the, you know, the crown prince and the switcheroo at the end and all that fun stuff. And it's like, this is so clever and interesting. And once you see the prestige, you're like, it's not clever and interesting. It's all very on the nose. And mm-hmm. there's no, like, 
There's no human drama in it. It's all, haha, we're going to trick this guy and get him to kill himself, which is like, yeah, okay, he's a bad guy, but also, like, I mean, that was, that, that was your plan to get him to fucking kill himself? That was a little bit. That was, like, second-degree murder. I, exactly. Or what's, what's the one below that? What's manslaughter. One? Manslaughter, yeah. But the, exactly, and that's where I'm, like... That was a little blackmail The whole thing... Yeah, exactly, and the whole thing where, like... You think when you think Ed Norton can really conjure these ghosts and has this like thing from this like they should have left that, that man. They should have left that. That's such a cool thing. And then when you find out he didn't do it, then it's just like, oh, it's exactly no, he's like a manipulator. Christian Bale says yeah. in the Prestige when he's talking to Rebecca Hall's nephew the first time he meets him, and he says, he says, never tell anyone how you do this. The secret is worth nothing. It's what you do with it mm-hmm. and how you trick people, and you and and that's what where the value is. That's what has the interest. Once they know what it is, it's worth it's nothing worth, to them worthless. anymore. Just yeah. like when he tells uh, Rebecca Hall how he does the trick and she goes, oh, it's really quite oh, obvious. Oh, it's quite obvious when And he's know. like, yeah, but it's still fucking dangerous. I, like I he's, do. He's irritated because that's what he said and it played out exactly you, like he thought and they you, show it. It's so interesting. One fun thing to do, and I've kind of overdone it so it's not really a mystery anymore, is trying to catch when you're watching the procedure when it's... I, I assume that they took one of the brothers' name or maybe made a new name for both of them. What do you yeah. think? Um, because there's there's Alfred and Freddie. That's what I call them. Because there's yeah, Freddie, yeah. the one Freddy that's dating Scarlett Johansson, yeah. and there's Alfred. I wonder if... He's the family man I, who loves uh, Rebecca Hall. What, what I'm thinking is because... I don't think that they have... Obviously, didn't have social security numbers, but there probably was... You had to keep a name. I think that they probably took one of the brothers' name, and the reason that Freddie is so annoyed is because he had to take his brother's identity. So almost so like he, he sacrificed lost. his that's own why, life and then his brother got, this. got the wife. Yeah, I think that's why he's more angry, and he's the one that acts out. He's well, almost like a little brother complex. So, yeah, so he feels like even when he gets to be the professor or Borden or yeah. Freddie, it, like it doesn't work for every him. Every time they would do the trick and the other bro- and like, you know, Christian Bale goes in, and then Christian Bale comes out. That's when they would do the swap of the of the yeah. real life yeah. characters. Like, in, I'm sorry, in their real lives, they would become the the yeah. other brother. I think the the reason for animosity is because Freddy doesn't have a real existence. What do, you, what do you think so about living that? a half life? It's like Voldemort in Quirrell's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, it really is. It's he. They're sharing a body. You know, they're sharing so, one life, and it's not enough. And that's that's where like I love all the little bits with like. Him saying like I don't know which knot I tied because yeah, maybe it wasn't doesn't. him, and then and then the, even the stuff in the diary where it says I've argued with myself yeah. is well, so like and it's cool because in the diary that's how they communicate with each other because they can't yeah. talk openly to risk it so the diary is more that they communicate with each other so they write yeah. every single day in the diary so they know what the other one's thinking. Well, and wanna- what they did, and so that they, they can like can t- keep up that you know illusion of their life. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. Yeah, I, I knew we were gonna jerk off over the show. This, this is such this a movie. good movie. But it's but anyway, what I was what I was trying to say is that I like to try to watch a movie and figure out when it's Freddy uh, and yeah. when it's Angier. I did that. I'm sorry, not, not Angier. When it's when it's Alfred. Yeah, when it's Alfred. Because it's it's a tell. Because even though they're twins, like they're 100 percent two different people. Like you can tell by the, different by the mannerism that they're two different people. Well, and if you watch the movie and never get the reveal that it's two different people, you'd be like, man, this guy's all over the place. No, no, and he's, that's what his erratic. wife. That's what his wife goes on about. So it's like has she to deal can't. With that more yeah, than and she can, and she kills herself because she can't keep up. So like the big thing is that when he says "I love you," and you can even tell sometimes he means it, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And she calls him out on and it, and she says it makes the days when you don't so much worse. Yeah, because she doesn't know what what she's going to get and then she doesn't know why there's no reason to it like it's just like destroying this poor woman yeah Rebecca Hall who we love yeah (laughs) yeah so and I hope we have another movie to do with her in it (laughs) at some point (laughs) so yeah I guess following up with that is do you think Freddie ever fucked his brother's wife Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I, I don't There's know. No That's question about well, because he, you assume he's like they didn't get laid before his wife, right? So he just like this is probably the first lady. So like, Freddie. Oh no, I disagree so, with so that. So Freddie's probably like, hey, let's try this out. I think I think Freddie doesn't like her because he's always fighting with her because he's like, fuck you, I don't care. Like, well, I, she's interfering with the with the business. So I think when he. I don't think he. I don't think, I think he when has. Freddie is in the driver's I think seat. he's loyal to his brother and wouldn't fuck no, his think, wife. Well, but that's the thing. He has to also be loyal to the character and to no, the that's bit. just that's just a ploy so he can. <laughs> so what is he gonna? He's, is he gonna cause trouble in his in his brother's marriage if she's like trying to like? No, fuck he's him like, oh, he's I like, got a headache. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it tonight. <laughs> Every wish, other every other night, see my face for the reaction <laughs> to that. 
No, I think what he does is he pounds off right before he gets in bed, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, I just pounded off." Like every other day, he's like, "Oh, sorry, you just you just missed me. <laughs> you just missed." Oh, it. I just pounded off. <laughs> Back to the illusionist uh, to yeah. keep up with some nonsense. Yeah. Um, I really like the music. I in, very in the much that am was glad that I live in the time that I do because I like I don't know. There's no nice way of saying this. I would have 100% persecuted people during the Salem Witch Project. Like, yes, I will. Per- <laughs> I, I'm gonna hang and burn everyone here for black magic. Like, there's no way if I can't. If I lived in a time when it was okay to burn people at the stake, I would constantly be like, "Hey, listen, I don't understand what just happened. That fucking we wi- that's a burn them, that's right? a witch. Like, that's um, got to be a witch." All right, I've got a counter argument about the okay. illusionist. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Does the crown prince have a fake mustache over a oh, real yeah. mustache? Mm. Mm. It's it's strange. Yeah. Like that thing is is too waxy. Well, it was just like it looked stiff and fake, but you could kind of see real mustache under it. It's like he couldn't d- get a good enough one to do the curlies on the ends. That's how you knew he was a bad guy because anyone that doesn't, you know, flaunt his real mustache, it has a false one. You know something's awry with it. The situation. So that's I how I like- that's how I solved the mystery of is this a bad guy or not? Not because he beat <laughs> and probably killed one of his fiancés or whatever that was. Yeah, pushed but her because out of, of the, the balcony. But because of the wax mustache. So let me ask you this, okay? Um, the the rivalry between Angier and Borden, yep. Jackman and Bale, Wolverine and Batman, Wolverine and Batman, okay. Batman, uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, British Batman. Their their um, like their rivalry, their animosity, all feels very earned. You know, it feels mm-hmm. real. It feels driven by like mm-hmm. real emotion and coming from a real place. Um, I know where you're going with this. Ed Norton, Eisenheim, and the Crown Prince. It feels like the Crown Prince is like against him from the go just because the plot needs it to be. It, it doesn't feel motivated at all. Yeah, but think of it like this. If Edward Norton came in here <laughs> and put a sword, like stood a sword up, and then it was your sword, and then you couldn't pick it up in front of a group of your, your friends... You'd be like, I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch and, and no, but whoever he, was a prick he loves. To him at the at the first show, the first show when he met him, he was like, "Ha ha, we'll have you back and we'll have some real things, and I'll tell everyone how you do it." And you're like, "Okay, yeah, but why?" But once, but once again, on top of that, like, let's imagine that it's your sword, and you're no, like, "No, no, fuck, I really want the sword my sword back." And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh." He made him look like a bitch. I get it, but like. And you and the, here's the thing. But he, he started and off he at does a 10, it, and he know? does it like and he eventually lets it go. And it gets a little shot. And he eventually lets it go. But yeah, it kind of a little zap. And you'd be like, I'm gonna kill him and everything in his life. Well, That's and, what I would do. And then I'd burn him at the stake. <laughs> Which <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. It's it's dumb. It's like, it's dumb. It's it's just and unearned he, rivalry just for well, the sake of having an antagonist. Well, you here's know? The, here's what they here's what they did uh, to the crown prince, and obviously they they do mention like oh he like he he has hurt, harmed a woman before. They make it's all you, rumor. They make you have to hate him for the ending. That and that's what that's what I don't like about it is they're like oh look he yeah he, he wants he, to overthrow his father the emperor and he and that's his dad yeah and he uh you know is using her for it. and you're like who cares I think they do. Who gives a fuck? Cliched, atta- uh, cliched yeah. attacks on him. Yeah, to, for to sure. make his character unrelatable, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, he's rich and he's trying to overthrow his dad, and he hurts women. But what so they that forgot. so that means that when he when he is sabotaged later and kills yeah. himself, you're like, oh, then that's fine. Then so that's it's okay. the opposite of a save the cat moment for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, unjustified. But the thing, exactly, it is, and that's the thing is like, oh yeah, they have to make you hate him, but then at the end when you're like. Anyone, anyone thinking about like anyone thinking for more than like a minute about this movie is like, wow, man, they just made that dude kill himself. Like, yeah, he was he was a dick, and that's and that's about the end of it. He was a dick. Yeah, I mean, Edward Norton gets away with um, uh, Jessica Biel at the end, and you're like, I wish, I hope they catch him. That's that's how I felt. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they catch him and bring him yeah. to justice for what he did. Yeah, I hope Edison tracks him down. <laughs> Wait, that's I not love, the same movie. I love how Thomas Edison is a fuck, and you've said this before. He's a thug. He's like a fucking gangster against Nikola Nikola Tesla. He's like, and, I'd uh, hate to see something happen to this laboratory. Yeah, laboratory, Boys. But, laboratory. <laughs> but yeah, they like kicking it. Oh, fuck! I mean, first off, 
David Bowie as Nikola Tesla. It's so, so perfect. And then Gollum as his assistant. Yeah, Andy Serkis is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, where where were we? We need to talk about the illusions more. We, we, we need to spend yeah, more time on it. Um, Paul Giamatti, he does a great job. He's as, really good. As uh, Inspector Ull. A-U-H-L? Yeah. Whatever. I try not to know that. Um, I have a note in here, and it's at the end of the movie, that says, uh, Paul Giamatti runs Knuckles first. I don't know how to explain it anymore. He runs Ed like Norton. an orangutan, dude. His when, not, when he's chasing imagine, Ed Norton, um, and then at the end, he he realizes all the stuff, how he tricked he him. He smiles like, so on. big and comical. Like, imagine, turn your, make fists. Turn your knuckles towards the person you're walking towards, and then just walk like that. That's how he runs. <laughs> he runs so awkwardly. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it. <laughs> I disagree. But I'm, Paul I'm Giamatti, he has the biggest uh, uh, jack o' lantern smile at the end when all these realizations, like, oh, like he tricked me. He took the jewels out of that sword and sabotaged. It's like the, the end the crown of Usual Prince. Suspects, where he's like realizing everything, and it's like. Oh, but, but, but it's, it's not yeah, a good reveal. Yeah, but instead of shock and awe, it's excitement, and you're like, I don't care. Like this makes He's like this makes the character at a train station. This makes uh, uh, Edward Norton's character shitty. It makes him a fucking murderer. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna have this guy get killed and like basically ruin a person's life. Like at best, I'm gonna ruin this guy's life because he was a dick. Like, maybe you don't be a dick, too, with the sword thing. You're right. Like, fuck him. He was a dick about it. Like, he came in cocky acting like an asshole. Ed Norton did. And it's like, yeah, man. Like, I wouldn't like you either. I I just... Edward, I, I get it. Edward I think Nor- you're, you're absolutely right. You have to hate the, the crown prince. And at the end, when you find out that Jessica Biel's alive and he didn't murder her, I don't hate him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... Edward Nort, yeah, the the characters are taken apart because they're of different stature. He's lowborn, she's highborn, and been watching a lot of Game of Thrones, haven't you? I just finished the fucking eighth season, and I even <laughs> hate, I hate the eighth season as much, just because it's Game of Thrones. So yeah, I rewatched the whole thing recently. So lowborn, highborn, and so Edward Norton didn't get his way. Now here's the thing: he's very successful, and yeah, because he's not of of a uh, um, what's it, blue blood. I guess aristocratic blood. Yeah, but just like fucking leave Vienna, then, dude, go somewhere else. Who fucking? That's cares? what I'm saying. Like, I'm like he's like is obviously very successful and can conjure conjure coins whenever he feels like it. Apparently, to give to those poor children. Yeah, it's just like all right. Like, why do you have to steal her from him? Which is what he did. He 100 percent stole her from the crown prince. Like she had I mean, the option. You could definitely see that she's like not super into him. The crown prince that is. Yeah, but then but she like, leaves him pretty easy. Yeah, she could have so left. Like, just leave then. Like, because don't here's the thing: get this guy he to kill didn't himself. kill her. That was a ploy. I she know, could man. have left. I know. So why do it? Why get him super drunk? Why drug him? Why? Yeah, drug. I'm sorry. Dr- yeah, why you're right. Drug him. Roofie so him. It looks like he killed you. So he didn't kill her. They make it look like he kills her when she could have left. She could have done exactly what she fucking did: stand up to him, say, "I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna wed you," and, and leave. And he might chase after her, but like, hop on your fucking horse and dip, dude. Like, who cares? Yeah, it was all unnecessary. So once again, it just, it just seems like Edward Norton's character is a pouty child. Like, I didn't get my way, and now I'm successful. So I'm gonna out, I'm gonna outsmart this guy because I'm not of rich blood. What sucks is Super. like this movie gave me a real taste of like, oh, this like. 18th century or 19th century magician shit. And I was like, yeah, not realizing that the prestige was so superior and like actually an incredible movie. <laughs> also, um, Edward Norton's a great actor. So I, 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 I love him. I, I, I hear there's controversy about working with him. And I mean, whatever. Oh, really? that doesn't, I mean, yeah. On um, like the, how he sat through the edit on American history X and the director like would said he would never work with him again. Like put out uh-huh. the anti American history X, like, flyers or propaganda but like before it was like oh, released wow. really? like I don't, I don't want anyone to see this movie because Edward Norton had too much control over it anyway they had, uh, being on the on the set of the Hulk like he was too complicated to work with I think from, from I think Marvel. Marvel was shitty about yeah. Hulk because well, they I, wanted I, more control I'm just I'm, I'm just saying that I, I get it there's whatever yeah there, there, there's yeah. controversy behind Edward Norton I, like I him love him hungry I love him <laughs> I love him as an actor and I can't remember what my fucking point was. Oh, no, it was his accent. I don't think he landed it with his accent because it kind of came and went. Uh, there was well, one also thing. because it was, like, British and he's in fucking Austria. Vienna, yeah. like, it just didn't make sense, but he would be like, Twy, 
Why would you speak to me this way? You're like, wait, 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 wait. You're like losing it mid-sentence. You're ditching that accent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, was, it was like that. Like, wait. Maybe after a conversation, he was just um, oh, like modern governor. English. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, modern American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what I meant. Um, so, okay. So, here's some other, other uh, parallels that I saw. All right. So there's there's the obviously the magician thing. There's a fall from grace. There were magicians. Oh boy, I missed it. I thought uh, they were illusionist, Michael. <laughs> I knew one of us was gonna do that, and I <laughs> thought it was gonna be me. I also watched the rest of Development. Oh, it's so good. Watch it is what I said. Um, so they have like their fall from grace. They both kind of end up with that like the new theater. You know the thing where. Uh, you know, Angier has the new theater that he sets up for the Tesla machine when he wants to do his final thing. He gets the blind yeah. crew. The 5G theater. And, and the thing, yeah. And then um, he's given everyone COVID shots. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then, uh, like, for the illusionist, he has that the Asian crew, which is another, like, weirdly, it's like, oh, this is a group that can't talk about it. But then when Paul Giamatti's like, how does he do the trick? The guy's just like... I don't know. Yeah, you're it's like, why'd, like you, why'd you make him talk? Why is he Asian? Like, what's the point of having this Asian guy if it's not that he can't tell? Like, wasn't that the whole point? No, it's cheap labor. I guess. He's in that that's what they were. Suit. That's what they were trying to tell. But, like, like whoa. Yeah. So there's all those different things. And then there's, like, obviously the rivalry I didn't thing. even catch that, though, by the, that they were using the Asian guys. Yeah. I, I like that. But I yeah, what, that you, but you're right. it reminded me. But you're right. Once they do that, you're like, why did he speak then? Uh, for what? Yeah, uh, they fucked that up. Then, yeah, because I thought it. I thought it was the same thing as the Prestige, where it was like we have these people who can't tell. It's, the it's like if in the Prestige, if that one of the blonde guys took off his eye patch, was like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. And like looked across the room. Yeah, and it does won- look weird. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have done that. <laughs> yeah, that would that would make this perfect movie somehow better. Is there any way that we can do that where I can just put in like a contact, like a white contact lens and have an eye patch and we just insert just me for a second where like I flip it open (laughs) 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 and like look across. It's at the trial. (laughs) (laughs) I saw everything. Uh, (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) Uh, I think we were talking about the illusionist, Michael. I could have had 20 one. (laughs) <laughs> when the uh, the crown prince look is it goes outside to kill no, fake kill Jessica Beale. There's the, his helper, his assistant, looking out the window. The, the 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 chubby guy with the mustache, and they they cut back to him three or five times oh, of his reaction. Back, he's like, I could have used twenty cool. more minutes of him going, oh oh, oh. <laughs> like he's it's just, like in Red Dragon when Ray yeah, Fiennes is exactly. bounding up and down the stairs nude. <laughs> exactly, he's oh, entertaining. He's, Luring through that window for so long, and they keep cutting back, and we're like, oh, no, we got it the second time that something shocking has happened, and this guy is witnessing it, and this is important later. And by the fourth time, you're like, no, we got it. This dude is looking out the window. It's understood. We can stop cutting back to him. Every time it's, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I like the part where he turned into a horse. I did a taker at the end of that one. What'd you say? I said I like the part where he turned into a horse. Which one? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that one yeah um that was funny Zach. so we didn't like the illusionist as much as yeah, we were the prestige that's God, what I'm man getting. we started off like these are both good movies <laughs> like no, they are that's the problem okay so here's the thing what's here's, the thing zach uh it's a pen i was holding it up and saying here's the thing i didn't want to tell the audience but it's a pen um so uh like they're like say what you mean zach Gonna. Fucking say it. <laughs> so uh, I think The Illusionist is a good movie that makes a lot of bad choices, mm. like the one, like something a lot you of would stuff make. That plays safe. Well, no, because I would do. I would be like, this is ambitious. I'm going to do this great thing, and then it's just. Do you do you think I half-assed it, or I like think, it didn't? You know, I didn't go all the way for it. Like I think on paper, the movie works more. What would you have done to? done differently for the illusionist to get it to work because once again on paper you're like oh cool this is a nice switcheroo at the I end i think it needs it's, a rewrite where uh, where they have a, a a real reason for the animosity between Eisenheim I, and the I, crown prince and i think, I think the crown i think uh, the paul giamatti character has to have some genuine conflict where like it's not just oh the evidence is showing me i think he needs to have some like connection I, to Eisenheim where it's pulling him apart i think that's a more like compelling you, story you, i think i think uh uh, the 
easiest thing to do is you make the crown prince. Well, I want to get back to Game of Thrones. You make the crown prince more creepy. You make him more like a Ramsey where he's like in his face, like, I know your tricks. Where it's more like he's going to harm this girl. And like it's like a sadistic game he's playing. Well, no, but even like when he first like when he first sees him and he's like, "Oh, this is how you do it." This and and Ed Norton goes, "That's a way that you could do it." Like I want him to figure some of the stuff out. I want him to be like a worthy adversary. Mm, you know, mm. I want him to be that guy who can figure it out. Which Edward is like, Norton is very calm the whole time. Like he has a, an ace up his sleeve. Well, but it's funny because that is what. Hugh Jackman is. He's this royal. He's this like aristocratic guy, but he is that good. He looks at it and he goes, "Oh, this is what they're doing," and th- and he figures the stuff out. He has the goods, you the, know, that the, the crown prince doesn't. I I just think that if you uh, yeah you're right, adding more drama. But I think if you if you made it seem like there was more cause for concern for Jessica Biel's character, yeah, and that there was more there was more concern from, instead of Edward Norton just being like, "I want the girl," and I'm kind of concerned, but not really, because they kind of yeah. have their little bickering moment. If you make it more like he's really worried about her, and there actually is some kind of trauma that happens. Or maybe if there's, like, a consequence for Paul Giamatti finding out that they, like, knew each other as kids. Like, if he has a way to, like, if he has, like, more stake in, like, hiding his identity, you know, maybe that's something. The first time that they see each other outside the stage, uh, Jessica Biel and Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti calls him in because they're like, we caught you talking to her in a carriage. What was going on there? And it's like he's just a lackey at that point, which is kind of what he is as the inspector. But... There's, I understand that that was politics. Like you couldn't, that was un, un, unheard of. Like you could get arrested for life if you you were caught doing that uh, with a duchess. However, it's just. Duchess von Cheeseburger? <laughs> duchess von Cheeseburger. It's just, that's not, it wasn't enough. You're just like, okay, so that nothing happened. And then there's real consequences of this yeah. action. No, there should have been something else. So obviously you can see that it would, it would have been very hard for one of us to argue for the illusionist. But I thought it was really like important that we do it because it is like, this is a great example of like, yeah, there were two ideas. One of them is incredible. And one of them is just okay. You know? Yeah. It's it, yeah. yeah. If you eliminate the prestige, then illusionist isn't that bad, but I still I think, think the illusionist I, is a really good I, movie. I still you, think something needs to, yeah, something needs to change in it. Well, it's like, uh, and I, I, I'm not sure if I've made this comparison Make already, but it's, it's Salieri and Mozart. Like Salieri is a, a talented musician. He's like this would be a great composer if Mozart, like the greatest musical genius of his time, didn't exist. You know, I, I think if yeah, I think if you if if you would have made the Crown Prince more devious, more more like and instead of just you shouldn't like him, you don't like him, and then you accept the full Edward Norton is a real magician and that's real magic. Yeah, Where at I hated the end that it wasn't. At, at, you know? I know I'm saying you make him at the end real magic, and then so even if he is a scoundrel and tricks him, you go, oh no, he's corrupt. That's kind of a coinning where you're like, all right, he got well, away. Also, all right, there it is. If you're gonna make it so it's not real, like if he's not really conjuring spirits, like okay, then show me how he did it. Show in that yeah. reveal where, like, where Paul Giamatti is, like, you know, like, splitting his face open with that grin. Like, if if in that sequence we see how he's he setting, did that He's setting up it, a projector and, and, pay, and paying all these actors to come on and or like whatever. And, like, padding the box so you don't hear the yeah. sound of the film. Like, all there's, yeah. there's so much stuff that's, like, if you had done this... It's it, dude. It's 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 wrestling. Also, they didn't do a proper heel face turn for both yeah. of them, which is what the ending is. It's one's a bad the one the bad guy kind of it doesn't become the good guy per se, and then the the good guy doesn't become the bad guy. Just they become neutral, and you're like, no, you need a full switch. Yeah, on it's that. like, hey, there's gray if you're area. Go, if you're, you're like, gonna trick yeah. me, trick me, make it so we swap. Okay, and I so let me ask you this: They are not. He's not really conjuring spirits. What about the kid that runs out of the theater? Um, I'm blanking on it. So there's a, a little kid that runs out of the theater and comes back in, and as he's coming back in, they feel it, and he's fucking ghostly, you know? He goes out, and he's ghostly. Does this guy set up projectors all over? That's where I'm like, burn him, you know. Burn him at the stakes. If like, you didn't do that's, this. That's like, how my, my answer goes. Like, if it's not if it's not real spirits, show how it there happened. There's a moving projector. I don't know. We don't have that today. Yeah, we do. I can pick one up and just walk. It showed up. If you give me a long enough cord, Zach, I promise I can polish? walk. Yeah, I can walk that thing quite a ways, at um, least fifty feet. But like, yeah, no. That's now the whole thing I is would like, all there would have it would be a projection of me too. So that's where it gets challenging. Is at what point 
is the projection of, of me holding somebody? the projected projector. Hang on, I just fucking had a had a fucking stroke. <laughs> well, that's it for us. If you put wheels on me, like roller skates. If no, you, no, no, no. If like I'm wearing roller skates and I have a long enough cord and I don't trip over it, I could make it look like there's a ghost kid. Does that make sense? No, because it's not true. But okay, huh. um, so moving on, like that is, and that is like the big thing, um, that I don't know. That's the big thing. That's like, You're the yeah, thing. it's just, it just it it comes close, but it doesn't get there. And it miss it misses the mark by enough that you're like, man, this could have been really great. It's and like it, it's, it's like a gymnast who jumps off the uh, the thing and then doesn't stick the landing. Man, I love that clumsy metaphor. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: the thing, Zach, the thing, it's the like pommel the horse gymnast that jumps off the thing and then doesn't stick the other thing. It's like <laughs> the guy who jumps off the diving board and then doesn't stick. The dive. It's the guy who does a thing that's like good partially, and then the end part is not as good. Maybe it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of this. Um, when was CPR invented? VCRs? What'd you say? CPR. Duchess von VCR. <laughs> Duchess von Cheeseburger. Um, when when was CPR invented? That's what I want to know. Because like, is that like Creedence Clearwater? I don't understand what you're saying. CPR. Oh, CPR, like how yes, you revive dummy. people. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm trained in that. Same. But like Angier's wife, like they literally just watch, he literally just like shakes her face around a bunch and does, do, does nothing to try well, to Well, I think her life. she's already gone. How? She was in there for a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Like it didn't, it doesn't Well, make longer sense. than a minute because it was a minute she's underwater and then to break the I don't the know glass. if it's an actual minute, but like, yeah, no, you're right. But like, dude. Um, they, he he literally just like yeah with their face. That's all he does. Well, it's important that she dies uh, for the story. It is, but, but I was wondering when was CPR invented? I don't know. I'm sure that's something. Can you we look could, it up? Could go to fucking Google. I could. I'm, I won't. Can you? Because I think I'll it's just, important. I'll, that she I'll just died. go ahead and mute your mic until you get the answer for it. You know what it was? Is that hey, Dick? Deep down, Hugh Jackman know that his father was embarrassed of him being a magician. Uh, he wanted him to be Lord Caldlow. Like he becomes later. So he sabotages oh. the water by adding a bunch of poison in it. So when Hugh Jackman pulls her out, he can smell the poison because that's something his father so, does all the time. He poisons his brides. So, so he's like, the, fuck, uh, she's good and dead. There's no way I can revive her. I might as well hate Christian Bale forever. So um, his wife missed, just barely missed CPR. So this movie takes place in what, like 1870s, turn, 1880s? Turn yeah. yeah. And, and like CPR was invented... Just a, a hair too late in 1960. I like that CPR evolved from smacking in the face to chest compressions. <laughs> like yeah. that's a, I think it was less smacking in the face and more like shaking. trying to shape it out of Play-Doh. I'm pretty like, sure. Like. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, at that point they were just praying the pain away, which is something we still haven't quite gotten out of. Yeah, it's because it's right. <laughs> it's because it works. <laughs> Are you telling me that you're not a Christian scientist anymore? Because uh, I will find a new host I, yeah, for this I, podcast I, I to replace me. I remember when my mom was passing away, someone says, well, I'm praying for her. I'm like, okay. Neat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that'll, that'll help you, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Sorry to bring everyone down on that one. I just made me think of it. <sighs> well, um, what else do we, it? Do we have any other talking about a movie that we don't like and a movie that we love? Yeah, that's a good comparison. We did. Do it, we have guys. any other um, any other interesting uh, footnotes here, buddy? No, I think I'm good on my notes. Do you want to? Do you have? Oh, like a- oh, I know. Like early in the Prestige, that judge when he's like, you know, during the trial, he's like, well, okay, so. Tell Christian, us trick. yeah, Christian Bale like clearly moved the tank so Hugh Jackman fall in and, and drown in it. And the jut and uh, cutters like, you know, ask him. He's the ma- like. They're like, how did he do it? And he's like, ask him. He's the magician. And the judge is like, I understand the predicament. If you reveal the trick to everyone, then it's not worth anything. How about you just reveal it to me? I'm like, dude, that judge just wanted to know the fucking trick. No, because because that's what. So so that's what Michael Caine says. And then the judge is like, "Yes, I understand that, but you could tell me." No, that's what I'm saying. He's like, "Okay, and no one can know." Except me. Just step up and just whisper it in my little ear. Just pull my wig aside and whisper it in my yeah, ear. Yeah, and he had that fucking Victorian wig on. You're like, oh, get the fuck out of here, bro. I love the part where, I love the scene where Michael You know Cain, he wrote a novel later about the reveal. 
I love the scene where, where uh, Michael Caine is whispering in the judge's ear, and, and like as he learns more, he just, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. What? I have to tell no, our audience. special edition. I did. <laughs> oh, it's, it was a DVD cut, huh? It's 35 more minutes of judge reaction shots. Actually, it's other. It's it's just reactions. It adds reactions <laughs> that you didn't think you needed. So, how would we make the prestige different? We don't. No, it's perfect. It's a great movie. It's mm. so good. It's entertaining. It's smart. It's interesting, but it's also fun. How do, you know? <laughs> how do we make it worse? Then we add Edward Norton's character. Yeah, no, we add the crown <laughs> prince for no reason. <laughs> Like stab Lord Caldwell when he's dying from the bullet. <laughs> he comes and then he shoots himself him. in the head. <laughs> and then Paul Giamatti's like face lights up. <laughs> no, no, that's the ending. It's when <sighs> you see the last shot when you're seeing the hallway of all the Hugh Jackman drowned bodies. Jack it's it's <laughs> it's Paul Giamatti running through with excited ah ah. He's understanding the ending of it. Ooh, oh, I need a cigarette. I've been laughing too much. Yeah, that's a thing people say. Yeah, it's because it's like uh, what I'm trying to compare it to. It's like it's like sex, or like if you like almost if you jump off the pole vault thing and like you almost stick the landing and like it's pretty. Oh, I thought you were gonna do the fucking laugh track. <laughs> really? <laughs> nope. <laughs> or the boo track. So we recently, uh, I guess it was probably like three months ago when you're hearing this, but we recently uh, did an episode of Sinclarity: A Dinosaur's Tale, and I. Use the the applause button anytime someone said my name. <laughs> it was fucking obnoxious. Yeah, we fucking sucked on that <laughs> that episode. Yeah, so that's season two, episode twenty three, leader of the pack. <laughs> that uh, ep- that episode sucked too. It was bad, um, but we don't need to talk about dinosaurs anymore because we're not on that show. Yeah, um, we've evolved. Get it? No, I don't. I didn't. Oh, thank God. How do we end these episodes? I, f- I forget. Um, well, hey, just so, Google us. No, so <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so what we did before is um, we would we would pitch and we would get our verdict from our guest, but there is no guest. There's no verdict. I um, can do a voice. We know. I can do a British one and then midway through just give up on it. No, I've had enough of that already. Oh. Um, so I think you know, just my my final thought is like. The Prestige is a movie that's definitely worth watching. Illu- um, yeah, Illusionist is. The Illusionist like, watch is the fine. Illusionist. If you're if you're like fl- if you're so if you're like at like an Airbnb and you don't have access to like Netflix or something and you're flipping through cable and it's on, watch it. It's fun. It, this is yeah. This is one of those things where obviously there's more room for debate. I'm sorry. There's more room for response when we're doing a debate of yeah, two different movies. For sure. um, yeah, just get get on the uh, uh, the one of our our social media pages and debate us if you if you disagree with us. We would love to have yeah, you. If you comment. disagree, um, you know, well, I'll, I'll probably just write back. No, you're wrong, and that'll be it. But Zach will sure. probably talk to you about it. I'll, I might engage. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so we want to hear your opinion. Do you have any Do you have any closing thoughts on either of these movies that you want to get out before I uh, start wrapping this bad boy up? <sighs> Fuck. I mean, I think we pretty much nailed everything. Paul Giamatti fucking is great when he's laughing. When he when he realizes yeah. things, I think that's that should be in every single movie. Anytime, yeah. Like I was even thinking about like Sideways. I wonder if he did it at all. Then <laughs> when he was like he had a good wine, he freaked out. That's the thing that we should do. Again. I've never seen Sideways, but it's what good. we should do is we should take those the scenes. In the train station of Paul <laughs> Giamatti reacting and put scenes from other Paul Giamatti movies yeah. into the flashbacks. That would be very fun. Yeah. Uh, anywho. <laughs> and then blind me into the prestige. Yeah, mm, yeah you can do that. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the permission, everybody. I, allow- I got approval from the Prince of Comedy. <laughs> hey, go on and pitch some shit over there. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I thought you were just texting. No, I pulled up my, my notes. You suck. I know. Well, thanks for listening this week. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Tell your friends about us. And be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. You can find us online at keystonecopycats.com. We are at Keystone Copycats on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got something to say, you can email us at keystonecopycats at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 513-239-7682. Check out Sinclarity, A Dinosaur's Tale at dinosaurs.gay. And until next time, I'm, of course, I'm Zach. And he, of course, is Pretty Chris. We'll see you next week. Bye.